Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. I appreciate you joining me today on this chapter of the journey. We're in Daniel chapter 2, and it was verses 27 through 28 that resonated with me this morning. It says, Daniel replied to King Nebuchadnezzar, No wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. Today's podcast is entitled, A God in Heaven. Along my life journey, I've witnessed an amazing amount of change. You know what I'm talking about? We are in the age of technology, and my generation has arguably witnessed more technological advances in our lifetime than any other generation in human history. Among my favorites in the daily scroll of memes on social media are those that remind me of what life was like in my childhood. It was so, so different. The change I've witnessed, however, has not been merely technological. It's also been cultural, intellectual, spiritual. It is also said that we are now living in a post-Christian age, and I have observed this shift as well. Most of the mainline Protestant denominational institutions that existed and held sway when I was a kid have fractured, imploded, and they exist as a shell of their former selves, if they exist at all. Church attendance was waning before the pandemic. Recent research shows that COVID accelerated that decline, and it shuttered many small churches altogether. Culture wars inflamed by divisive politics, racial tension, and the pandemic seem to have not only accelerated the decline of institutional Christianity, but fostered increased antipathy, even hatred. Consider this headline from Time Magazine, a headline that was unthinkable for a major news outlet 40 years ago. The title is, quote, Regular Christians are no longer welcome in American culture. End quote. When I was a youth, it was Christian power brokers who sought to use politics and institutions to cancel enemies, threaten opponents, and enforce their ideology across the cultural spectrum. I have observed the pendulum swing to the opposite side in my lifetime. It is a different group of power brokers who today have become the dominant voice of culture canceling enemies, threatening dissenters, silencing opposition, and promoting its ideology as gospel truth that is not to be questioned or doubted. I live in the most fascinating of times. I can't imagine the cultural shift that Daniel experienced as he was pulled from the life he knew, was drugged to a foreign land, forced into a re-education program and placed into the service of the king who had destroyed his home and slaughtered his people. And in the midst of it, God says he wants Daniel and his people to embrace this change, be a blessing to their enemy. A couple of days ago, I wrote of the wilderness that Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell noticed every hero goes through in all of the great stories of humanity. The fourth step in that wilderness journey is that the hero encounters allies and enemies, undergoes challenges from which no escape seems possible. The stakes 
clearly being life and death. Well, in today's chapter, Daniel finds himself in just such a challenge. The king has a dream and demands that his magicians, astrologers, enchanters, and wise men both tell him what the dream was and what it meant. And if they don't, he's going to kill them all, including our hero Daniel and his friends. Daniel and his friends pray, and God gives Daniel the answer in a night vision. So when Daniel approaches the king the following day, he makes clear that he had no part in divining the answer and interpretation. But he says, quote, there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, end quote. Now, the title God of Heaven is one used by Abraham way back in the book of Genesis. But then it really doesn't appear again until this moment, until the exile and the post-exile writings of Chronicles and Ezra and Nehemiah. It appears that Daniel found a name for God that was acceptable to both him and his pagan Persian enemy he finds a way to bridge the cultural gap and to introduce the king to his God who has raised him up despite Nebuchadnezzar's ignorance of the fact. God making himself known to King Nebuchadnezzar is a theme in Daniel's story arc. In the quiet this morning, I think about myself as a disciple of Jesus living in a culture that I observe becoming increasingly oppositional. At the same time, I observe fellow believers becoming angry, defiant, and oppositional in return. I, however, see in Daniel's story an example to follow. If I truly believe what I say I believe, this includes the truth of Daniel's prayer in today's chapter. It goes, quote, God changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises others up, end quote. So if God is in control, even in the change of times and seasons that Daniel experienced being thrust into Babylonian captivity, well, then I think I have to consider the change in times and seasons that I have witnessed and experienced to be also part of the great story that God is authoring. And if that is true, then Daniel's example of remaining faithful in the courts of his enemy and humbly finding ways to introduce his enemy to God, I think that's an example God would have me follow in similar, albeit not as extreme, yet, circumstances. So I'll try and follow that example today and each day. I hope you have a great day, wherever you are, my friend. Lord willing, we'll be back here tomorrow.